reminds me and brings me back to that point I made earlier that sometimes when you think about Americana and what you enjoyed most as a kid, it wasn't those big flashy things that you did, it was those small things. And my kids love to just pack a sack lunch and have a picnic somewhere. You're listening to Small Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, Small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded. Welcome, listener. Honestly, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to do welcome, 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 just like Dax Shepard. I've been binging Armchair Expert, and now when I go to start this podcast, I always want to go like, welcome, 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 or we are supported by, even though I don't have any sponsors. But anyway, regardless, I am Molly Knuth. I am not Dax Shepard, and I feel like I'm not cool enough to have that like fun, whimsical intro that they do. So. I'm just going to say, hey, I'm Molly. I'm your host here at the Small Minded Podcast, where we celebrate all things small town, small businesses, and the people who love them. And this week in particular, we're really celebrating small towns because we're talking about small town Americana, those stereotypical, or maybe not so stereotypical, signs of summer in your small towns. And I'm going to share a few of my own and how those signs of summer kind of varied different seasons of my life. And then I also took some listener submissions that I want to share with you guys too, because they are just like so fun. So yeah, we're diving into small town Americana this week on Small Minded. So this week we're talking about summer and slowing down and enjoying the simple things, but that can be hard to do when you're a business owner and you're trying to figure out how to slow down and have time to enjoy the outdoors or spend time with your kids and grandkids when you also have a never-ending to-do list for your business. So I'm here to tell you, you don't have to do it all. You can slow down and speed up your business by bringing in a virtual assistant. A virtual assistant is someone who works remotely. This person can help you go through your administrative tasks that take up your time, pull you away from work and family, and it can get you organized and in line again. At Molly Knuth Media, we have a virtual assistant on our staff to help your small town, small business operate more efficiently in areas like email, scheduling, filing, bookkeeping, and more. If you're interested in bringing in a virtual assistant for your business, you can reach out via DM or PM at Molly Knuth Media, or you can email us directly, Megan at MollyKnuthMedia.com. When I think back to my small town summer days, I grew up in Cascade, Iowa, which truth be told is where I still live. I did move away for a little while, came back, but I grew up in this town too. And when I think about life as like a young kid growing up here versus a teenager growing up here and now as a mom with kids of my own, signs of summer varied from season to season. And those like signposts and like the thing that I most look forward to about June, July, and August has changed in the years and as my life has shifted. 
So every year when the calendar flipped from May to June, there was always this excitement and like those butterflies in my belly about like, oh, summer is finally here. And I feel like I'm really a summer person. I know like some people are really fall people. They enjoy the crisp, cool air. And some people are really into winter because they hate being hot. And some people are into spring where the flowers are blooming and things like that. I feel like I really vibe with summer. (laughs) I love going to the pool. I can always have an option for air conditioning. So I am not somebody who has to go work outside in the heat. I know if I was in a position like that, I probably wouldn't love summer as much as I do. But I feel like ever since a young kid, I've always preferred the summer season. And I think that it goes back to just being young. And I did grow up on a farm for a few years just outside of town. And then when I was in third grade, we moved like within town. So when we lived on the farm, I remember summer meant like our lilac bush in bloom. And lilacs are still one of my favorite. But we had one of those lilac bushes that were just huge. And I have pictures and I still remember like crawling inside this lilac bush because it was so big. And you could climb on the limbs and the branches. And I would like make up games with myself and like we would have different rooms. We, meaning like me and my imaginary friends, would have like rooms inside the lilac bush. And this would be our reading room. This would be our like living room. This would be the tea room. And like in my head as a kid, the lilac bush was huge. And now as I look back on it, I'm like, it could not have been that big. <laughs> but it's just like a matter of perspective when you're young, right? I also remember in the summer months on the farm, it was like we had a hog farm. And so it was like there were pigs in the backyard. And I remember seeing them like not immediately in the backyard, like across the backyard. That's where their fence was. It wasn't like a pig confinement building. It was like they were literally out like in a field and pigs die. But I remember seeing the pigs there. I remember we had a timber behind that, uh, like a small forest, if you're not familiar with the timber um, analogy, or not analogy, but it's just the word we use around here in Eastern Iowa. So I remember sometimes like my mom would take us for a little walk through there. And again, I would always like make imaginary rooms and houses and stuff in that timber area. And then we would go pick gooseberries. So I still don't know what a gooseberry actually looks like, but I know that we did that in the summer months. And then we would pick them, bring them back, and we'd make jam. And my grandma and grandpa loved gooseberry jam. And then once we moved into town, life shifted. So now I didn't have to like make up these imaginary pretend games because I was by myself and I was the oldest in the family by six years. So I was by myself a lot in those years living at the farm. But now I could like meet up with friends. Truth be told, like I had friends, but I was also kind of a loner. I could go to the playground because it was like two blocks away from my house. We could walk to the pool because it was only like two blocks beyond the school. Um, I remember riding my bike a lot to the library for the summer reading program. And again, just to go with that like loner stereotype, I loved to read. And I would go to the library program and I would just like get book after book to fill in my reading log. And I would just like, I have a distinct memory of the summer that I found the Laura Ingalls Wilder Little House on the Prairie series. And I remember, I think it was the one... I can visualize the book cover and I think it was on the banks of Plum Creek. But I remember getting my book. I made some country time lemonade and I grabbed a pack of Swiss cake rolls from the pantry. (laughs) And I went out in the laundry room because that was the room where like the sunlight poured in. 
And I just remember like laying on the floor of that laundry room, reading Laura Ingalls Wilder, drinking my lemonade and eating a Swiss cake roll from Little Debbie. And it was glorious. (laughs) You guys, I'm really like revealing all of my tendencies right now. It's kind of therapeutic. But like my memories of small town Americana are not these big, big things. It wasn't like a singular celebration. It wasn't a giant community gathering. For me as a young child, Americana in my small town summer growing up was a lot of the simple things. It was riding my bike downtown. It was going to the pool and like lounging on a deck chair with a warm towel after being so cold (laughs) from all the swimming. It was like getting a popsicle from the concession stand and wondering why adults got 10 minutes to do adult swim at three o'clock during pool break. I still didn't get that after (laughs) so many years. Small town Americana was going to the fireworks on July 4th and they weren't like this giant 25, 30 minute display. It was our volunteer firefighters that put this on at our local baseball field and you could sit in the stands and watch. And then after the fireworks were over, there was like I don't know how to put this in a politically correct way, but there was like these junk lady stands and they would have like these cheap little necklaces and tchotchkes that you could buy with your change that you got as a child. And I just remember those being some of the most special memories of growing up in a small town. I also remember being on like our small town softball team. And this is a town of like 2,500 and the businesses would sponsor the youth leagues. So for example, there was like a small restaurant in our downtown called the Narrow Gauge. And they had a softball team that they sponsored. So there was like eight or nine of us girls. The parents were the coaches. We would just wear white shorts and you would get a team t-shirt that had narrow gauge on it. And the narrow gauge was pink with white lettering. And I remember that was a pretty cool team to be on. The team that everybody wanted to be on was called the Happy Joe's team, which is like a pizza parlor. And they also wore white shorts and they had a red shirt with white lettering. And that was like the team. And I was on it one year, but you guys, I was not good. So (laughs) I didn't stay on the exclusive team very long. And I don't know if that was actually like if they picked and chose who was on the team. I don't know if there really was this like stratified setup or if I just had that in my own head. But I just remember like all of the kids in our community played on these business sponsored teams. We didn't really have traveling teams. We didn't have tournament teams. For the younger ages, it was just like, okay, we are going to play from June 1st to July 4th. The week after July 4th, we're going to have a hot dog like gathering for everybody who is in youth league. The narrow gauge would play Happy Joe's. There might be a couple other teams within like your age bracket and you'd just play each other within the town. And that was it. And that was still the age of like pickup games in the local empty lots and stuff like that. But it was all those simple things that stand out most in my memory. And like even for vacations, like I remember thinking that going to Adventureland, which was like the only theme park in Iowa, that was like a huge deal. I remember we went there and we stayed overnight at a hotel and we were like, oh my gosh, could this get any better? But then it did. We went to the water park in Davenport. And if you guys are like locals, do you guys remember Wacky Waters? Like there used to be a radio jingle and it was like, Wacky Waters Adventure Park. (laughs) And I remember going there and thinking it was like, oh my gosh, we have made it. We went to a water park. We stayed overnight at a hotel. Again, like just a one night hotel stay made me feel like 
I was just on top of the world. And it was like those simple things that made me feel like summer was here. Summer was like the best days and it was just great. Then as I transitioned into like my teenage years, things shifted and summer meant something different. And now you guys, I already gave like a little preview of how I was as a child, like reader, didn't mind being by myself. I did a lot of TV watching, truth be told, in the summer months too, because I was in charge and mom and dad were at work. And so we did TV and some chores. But then as I got older, probably like when I turned 15-ish, I got a summer job as a babysitter for a local family. So then that meant summer changed into just like a time to be home, enjoy the simple things. It was like, oh man, this is the time. I can make my own money and then I can go and pay for things that are important to me. So I remember that year that I was a babysitter, like it was a big day. It was like seven to five thirty, babysitting for this family, but it also like gave me my first real chance to earn money for myself. So that was a good year. And then when I turned 16, my birthday is also in the summer. So the summer I turned 16 and got my license, it wasn't like I got my own car or anything. Uh, I had to pay for my own car, like, and I, it took me until I was 17 to do that. But I remember that summer I turned 16 was also, you guys are, I feel like I'm just divulging my soul here. Um, this is also when I like had my first foray into <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> and is that like a stereotypical small town thing or what? Like, I just remember I was invited to a canoe trip and floating is something that we did a lot of like six summers of 16, 17, 18, 19 until I turned 21 basically. So we would go on these float trips. And I remember like I had like had a beer once or twice before, but I remember like after I turned 16, I was like ready to shed that like quiet little smart girl vibe. And I was ready to be a partying girl. I remember going on this float trip. It was a 4th of July float trip. It was like an annual thing. A whole bunch of like high school, early college age students did this every Independence Day weekend. And man, I had a good time, you guys. <laughs> Not going to lie. It was fun. And that's when I kind of like entered into like a rebel phase. I wouldn't, I was not a rebel. I still like got good grades. I was on a whole bunch of committees and organizations at school, but then I also liked to go out and have a couple beers with my friends, you know, underage. <laughs> but, all right, side note. So when I became a teacher at like the age of, how old was I? Like 24, 25-ish, I got a job at my local high school that I had attended, but now I was teaching at. And so we got talking one day. It was like, at just like, uh, faculty gathering. And I was talking to some of my teacher friends about like how, oh my gosh, yeah, I did drink in high school. And I was like, but I tried to keep it on the up and up. I don't think any teachers found out. And then unbeknownst to me, uh, the principal who was my boss at that point, but had been my principal when I was in high school, he was like, oh, Molly, you didn't have anybody fooled. And that's when I realized, oh shit, everybody knew. <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys are probably going to turn off this podcast and just be like, mm. This is not what I'm here for. But anyway, let's continue. So after that year that I turned 16, that's when I realized like summer was the life. Not only could I earn my own money, but kind of had some freedom in the summertime. I could drive. My friends could drive. We figured out that beer was 
<laughs> something that we had acquired a taste for and it was something we had fun doing around a bonfire. And then we would also like feel like when we had like that taste of independence, it was also a peak of like pop culture and like real like shopping culture too. And I remember the summers of like my 16 year 16, 17, 18, like that's when old Navy flip flops were really cool and like ribbed tanks. If you guys grew up in like the mid 2000s, I think you know what I mean too. Like my almost summer uniform was like a ribbed tank from American Eagle or more often than not Old Navy, a jean skirt with a frayed hem, and then a flip-flop from Old Navy that matched the color of whatever the ribbed tank was that I was wearing. Um, I had quite a collection of $3 Old Navy flip-flops. I remember having red, white, several pairs of white because they never stayed white, Um, black, navy blue. I had some pink. I think I might have had a green. And some of my friends had the other colors so we could swap in and out if I didn't have it. Um, That was also like prime ribbon in your hair time. So I could use a ribbon around my ponytail that also matched the color scheme of the day, or I would use it as a headband. And I had curly hair, and that was when really crunchy mousse was cool. And then you would just straighten your bangs in the front. Also, a puka shell necklace was nice. (laughs) uh, Those were the days, you guys. Like When I think about summer as an adolescent, and a young adult, like I think of what I wore and what I did with my friends because that's just what summer meant then. And that was also when we found like the fun of going canoeing and floating the river. That was when we found the fun of going to a restaurant with friends and just enjoying the day or enjoying the evening. Um, That was also when we found out like local community events can be cool, like not just because you're showing 4-H animals, like because there's concerts and when we turned 18, we found ways to drink beer at those concerts. And that was really fun too. And then like going to summertime concerts, like outdoor music and festivals, that became something that was like an annual event for my friends and I. And like um, in the county nearby us, which is like 10 minutes-ish drive away from Cascade, they have a giant fair. And it happens like in the second, third weekend of the summer. And they can pull artists into this small town of 5,000 people that are just like, it blows your mind how they are able to secure music artists at that scale. I remember like in that time, they had Rascal Flatts, which was a huge name band. I believe we went to like Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, a lot of country artists, but they also pulled in some like classic rock bands that were really fun too. But it just became our like, sign of the summer as a young adult like we'd put on our boots or our old navy flip-flops we would dress to the nines it would every year without fail rain on us even though we had taken so much time to get ready and it was just fun it was just like when I think of those young adult days of summer that's what I think of and now as an adult as a mom with kids of my own again the signs of summer have shifted. I still get really excited when we enter those last few days of May and the first days of June, but for a whole bunch of different reasons. So like this year in particular, I could feel that mid-May slump. Like we were getting out of bed later. We were getting the kids to school late. (laughs) We couldn't find our backpacks. We couldn't find our school uniforms. Our tennis shoes were too small. Our shorts that fit us back in September at school did not fit anymore in the hot days of May, and we were just ready for a shift in schedule. 
I also get excited because the kids can now do some of those things that I really enjoyed as a kid. So we've tried like the t-ball baseball thing. Some of our kids are excited about it. Some of them aren't. Um, But this year, one of our kids is old enough to do 4-H. So he's doing 4-H pigs and he's getting his animals ready and like creating a bond with them and getting them ready for the show day. And then our kids are also involved in the summer reading program at the library this year, which I'm super excited about. And they're reading and enjoying books and using their imagination. And they're playing in dirt piles. And we're not getting into the house until like 8.30 or 9 at night, which I'm like, we need some sleep. But also I'm like, this is the perfect, perfect summer. And our vacation, we just took a vacation to Tennessee. And we did some of like the touristy amusement-y things, but we also got to enjoy just the beauty of summer in the mountains. And I do like on the days that I have off during the week with the kids to go visit some of those places in Iowa, like our Bellevue State Park, or there's like a fish hatchery not very far away, which sounds kind of lame, but it's really cool. And just enjoying some of those natural scenic beauty things and showing the kids that like, even though we live in a small town, even though it's rural, even though this is like not a state with a lot of metros, like there's still so much to do here. And it reminds me and brings me back to that point I made earlier that sometimes when you think about Americana and what you enjoyed most as a kid, it wasn't those big flashy things that you did. It was those small things. And my kids love to just pack a sack lunch and have a picnic somewhere. They love to go have ice cream instead of breakfast. They love to just like do a tour of small towns and like visit their parks that they have there. So it doesn't have to be like expensive or flashy things. It's just those things that they love to do, like get outside and swim and like have lunch in a place that's not the kitchen table. And as an adult and as a mom, you get to relive some of those simplicities through the children. And that is just such a beautiful gift. As an adult too, I've been able to see how our community has grown and evolved and they're trying new things. So like our local community a couple years ago adopted this town-wide event called Hometown Days. And for two, three days in August, the like town comes together. We shut down Main Street and our park and there's vendors and there's inflatables for the kids and there's music and there's um, a bar on Main Street and there's a classic car cruise and there's a 5K. And people come back and have their class reunions now. And there's a parade with floats. And you see people you haven't seen in so long. And it's just like so much fun to be here. And I can't wait for this year's is an 80s theme. And there's going to be like a mullet contest and stuff too. So it's going to be really cool. But it's also like all 100% free. So businesses support and sponsor the event. And that way people who attend do not have to pay for any of the fun. I mean, there's gonna there's like paid food options and paid activity options, but a majority of stuff is free. So I'm really excited about that. And I also love going to farmer's markets and our town just this year started a community market. And so it's getting traction, but it had a great first event. And it's, again, just like coming together in community, enjoying the outdoors, bringing everybody into a central community gathering location. And that's the stuff that I love now that I'm an adult. So in different seasons of life, summer has meant different things. But I think it's always bringing me back to simplicity, enjoying the outdoors, the long days, the sun's up forever. But life is good. 
All right. So last week, I also solicited listener submissions and I asked you guys, what were some of the signs of summer for you? And so here were a few of the things that we got in response. Obviously, as I also alluded to in my memories, a lot of you guys submitted your memories of fair time. So whether it was a county fair or community fair, a lot of you guys spoke about like raising 4-H animals or getting 4-H projects together and how much you learned from that experience. There was also a lot of submissions about like the 4-H lemonade stands or maybe not like the fair lemonade stands. And like, oh man, I know you just like lemonade's not the same unless you get it from the fair stand and it's just so sugary and so lemony. It's just it's delicious and it cannot be replicated in a like powdered country time. Uh, you guys all also talked about like how your county fairs and celebrations like varied and I love that. So like our county fair, like I said, the ones that were nearest, like the big thing, the big draw was like the nighttime concerts or during the day, the 4-H events. And then there was another county fair not too far away from us and like their big thing was 4-H and then they also had really good rides and attractions. But like you guys, some of you guys said you had a demo derby and I did not realize the fun of a demo derby until recently in my life, but damn, that's a good time. You guys also talked about, oh, one person submitted and she said, this is in Ohio, but she said when they have the community celebrations, like you can get six beers and they give it to you in a grocery bag full of ice so that your beers stay cold and then you can carry that around with you. And I said, what a concept. Like here in Iowa, we don't do that. Like you get a two drink maximum. Typically, if it's in a can, you have to open it or it's keg beer. And so by the time you get to it, it's warm or you feel pressured to drink it before it gets warm and then you just drink too much. I don't know. I don't make the rules. I just live by them. So anyway, shout out to Ohio because that's a really great idea. <laughs> um, others of you submitted your favorite foods of summer. So people talked about sweet corn and like selling at a sweet corn stand or operating a lemonade stand eating BLTs, which, oh, is there any other thing to eat with sweet corn? And root beer floats. Oh, can we all just like say root beer floats, those like push pops from the Schwann's man, or those like icy uh, popsicles that you have to cut the top off of. Like those are just such small town summer Americana. Like after you've had a long, hard day at the pool, you're still in your wet swimsuit, but you have a warm towel, you're sitting on the deck, you have like a frozen icy treat. It's like nothing better. And then the last submission. What's Americana to you? Illegal fireworks. <laughs> and how from July 1st to July 4th, it's not only your community fireworks celebration, but you also are having lots of neighborhood and like just fireworks going off at random around your town. So <laughs> I thought that was really a great submission too. So thanks everybody who submitted those. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have entered the last week of June and we are almost at Independence Day here in the great United States. That was really corny. I don't usually talk like that, but I'm just caught up in the moment, guys. Um, but I hope these memories and this little reminiscing that we did, this walk down memory lane, has you appreciating some of the smaller things that are going to happen. And it's not about the big event or this elaborate thing that you have planned. Like sometimes the beauty of summer in a small town can be found in just those average everyday interactions that seem so simple, but they're what really make memories. 
and I encourage you to do what you can to make those memories in the days to come. So thanks for being here. I'll be back next week with another great episode. It's going to be an interview with one of my friends. So please tune in and I will talk to you all very soon. Happy Independence Day and make some memories this week. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Small Minded Podcast or at mollyknuthmedia.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one. Take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well lived being small minded. <laughs>